You're listening to Fidem Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazzaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Today's homily is from Sunday, November 6th, 2022, the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, titled, Things That Define Us, Our Identity. Two questions, who are you people and what do you do? Who are you people and what do you do? If you go on any college campus, at least once a year, they'll have sort of a volunteer uh, nonprofit day where they'll set up all kinds of tables in the, in the quad or whatever they call it, the mall, and they'll have different tables for all these different organizations looking for recruits. I wrote a few down here. They'll have the transparent hands, Samaritan's purse, step up for students, the Salvation Army, Feeding America, United Way, PETA, PETA for people for the ethical treatment of animals. And they set up their tables and they put their little signs and usually an energetic young person behind there But the people who set that day up will tell them, listen, people are going to walk up to you and ask you two important questions. Who are you people and what do you do? And they have to be able to answer uh, with knowledge and and positivity. That's how they're going to get their recruits and volunteers. Sometimes they'll even have candy. Sometimes they'll even have you know, barbecue or fajitas or something. But when you do that, they'll ask, they'll answer all these things that they do. Let's take, for example, PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, not people enjoying tasty animals. That's a different group. (laughs) But if you walk up and say, who are you people and what do you do? They'll give you this little list. You know, we stand up for non-abuse of, non-essential abuse of, of animals and there's these farms that do all kinds of puppies and, and they're abusive sometimes to chickens and they'll give you this nice list. But if you show up there with your plate of barbecue ribs and say, would you like some? There's a good chance to say, they'll say, no, we don't do that. That's something we don't do. So they already, they're developing a list of things that we do and things that we don't do. These are the things that define them. If someone walks into any church, institution, home, business, they also have to be able to answer, who are you people and what do you do? The people of Israel had the same dynamic. Every three years, this reading from 2 Maccabees comes up. And I would encourage you to look at it We get it up in a chopped way in your missalette. But it is a profound story of this mother and her seven sons. Now, like I said, you don't get the full story because it is graphic and bloody and violent. There is execution, torture, maiming involved. And they understand that there's 
little ears, delicate ears out there. But you still get some of it today as it talks about torture and maiming. So what is the scene? Well, the people of Israel, depending on what time they were, they were overtaken by various pagan groups, the Philistines, Ammonites. But this this pagan group has come in now, Antiochus and Seleucid. These pagan kings have come into Jerusalem and defiled the temple, made it an altar to Zeus, and are forcing their religion on all the people of Israel. But when they first get there, one of the things they ask is, who are these people, and what do they do? What do they worship? How do they worship? Who are they? To which the rabbis and the priests and the Levites were able to answer, we are the people of God. We are the chosen people who are called out of Egypt. We eat, sleep, dress, and worship in covenant with our God, Elohim, Adonai. They don't usually use the word Yahweh, but that's the name of God. They would say, this is what we do. But then also, with that list of what they do, they gave a few things of what they don't do. We do not worship your God, Zeus. We do not work on the Sabbath, and we don't eat pork. Now, when these two kings found this out, they started forcing people under the penalty of death to work on the Sabbath and to eat pork. Now, you might say, why this whole pork thing? It's a good question. We're not told explicitly why God says don't eat pork. Most of the rabbis would say because pigs are just a disgusting animal. And they eat trash. And that's also what the Egyptians would eat. And we're not them anymore. But moreover, it was a command from God. It was part of their identity. It was part of their identity. It was part of the things that they don't do. But now, Seleucid, the king, is forcing some of them to eat pork against their religion. Now, some of them just gave in. Just go with the flow. Imagine some people, some even the Hebrews probably said to others, come on, man, just eat it. Save your life. We have politicians who say that. Come on, man. (laughs) To give in to to the regular go with the flow. But these seven men said, no, we won't do it. And they're encouraged by their own mother. One at a time, they are tortured and murdered in a graphic way. And even here in the story, it's in your missalette, the one young man goes, go ahead. What are you waiting for? I will get my body back. I'm not going to give in. And as he has his hands and his tongue cut out, he says to the executioner, even kind of talks trash to him, I will resurrect from the dead and you won't. As he's going down, he's talking to the executioner saying, hey man, you're the one in trouble, not me. I will see God and he will raise me, but not you. So this is the scene. And like I said, every three years it comes up and I think it's meant to challenge us, convict us, to remember that we're people that are asked that our religion expresses itself in stuff that we do and stuff that we don't do. Even the stuff that we don't do that a little bit uncomfortable. You know, in some ways you could say asking a, A Jewish person to eat pork is like forcing a Longhorn fan to sing the Aggie fight song. They don't do that. (laughs) 
and vice versa. They don't do that. We don't do that. What's wrong with that? We don't do that. It's part of our identity. But every three, three years, like I said, when this comes up, and I'm, I think I mentioned this in 2019, I'm always reminded when I lived in Houston and there was a, a high school, an all-boys Jewish high school that had a good basketball team and went deep into the playoffs. Semifinals were coming up and was scheduled on Saturday, their Sabbath. And the parents, the rabbis, the teachers said, uh-uh, we ain't doing that. We don't do that. And they said, well, you're going to forfeit? Fine. Now, there was some wrangling and some arguments, but they actually got taps to move the game to Sunday. All the Christian schools showed up. And then the young Jewish boys were able to play. Like those seven men and that mother and these Jewish boys, sometimes they put us to shame because they tell the world there are things that we do and there's things that we don't do you know even in our Catholic institutions I was connected with a Catholic high school that will name some time ago that will go unnamed and then we found out the priest found out that they were having the students come up every Sunday to take college placement tests to which we said what are they doing up here today is the Sabbath they're not supposed to be up here doing unnecessary work. Well, this is the only day we can get them because we only get them six days a week. And we want to get them to college. To which we usually respond is, I don't care if they go to college. I want to get them into heaven. That's what a Catholic school is for. But they chose to eat the pork and gave in. and Nobody really spoke up. You may know someone this happens in several states where Christians and Catholics work in crisis pregnancy centers. And there are states, if a young girl shows up in a crisis pregnancy to a crisis pregnancy center where they don't offer abortion, they're, by law, supposed to refer her to an abortion mill. Well, this is where Catholics and Christians alike are supposed to say, no, I ain't doing that. That's part of what we don't do. That's not who we are. Even just because it's the law doesn't mean we obey it if it's an unjust law. You know, that was actually a law in 1860s. If you even lived in the North, there were states that if a runaway slave came and stayed at your house, you were by law supposed to turn them in. And it was Christians who said, no, we ain't obeying that law. We don't do that. That's not who we are. Sometimes they would get arrested. But even today, and I know we have doctors here, that there are medical schools forcing young doctors to perform and learn how to do abortions and gender-affirming surgery, which is basically mutilating our young people. This is our chance to stand up and say, no, I ain't doing that. We don't do that. Now, they might say to you, well, then you're not going to become a doctor. You lose a job. Well, that's what heaven is. That's what sacrifice is. That's what our Christian faith is. It's always tested when the secular world, our secular world, runs into our faith, who gets out of the way? And I've always even liked that image of, you know, this has happened to me a couple of times where I'm driving on a dirt road and here comes a pickup truck the other way. Who gets off in the weeds? And it's going to be interesting. If I could just throw this out there, 
In a few months, St. Patrick's Day is during Lent, and it lands on a Friday. Seven years ago, it happened that way as well. And on Fridays during Lent, you're asked to abstain from meat. But in that foreign country known as New York and California, <laughs> the bishops dispensed people because said, well, that's their culture. The Irish culture is to celebrate and eat corned beef on, on St. Patrick's Day, so don't worry about it. And they basically ate the pork, corned beef, on Friday, but they violated their religion just to get by because it was the thing to do. It was the culture they lived in. And instead of changing the culture, the culture changed them. And sad to say, sometimes even at the highest levels, this happens. So if someone were to walk into your house or this place right here and ask us those faithful questions, what do you do and who are you people? We can say we do salvation. We do sacraments. We do communion with Christ. We do forgiveness. We do sacrifice. We do sanctification and holiness. And we preach the truth with our bodies, not just with our mental ascent, with our very bodies, that Jesus Christ is the true God and true man. And I also think that when someone comes up to any of us, to any of us, and says, who are you and people and what do you do? They were asked to be ready with a, a list of the things we do and a list of the things we don't do. Because that's how we find our integrity and that's how we find and spread and tell everybody about our integrity. Pray that we can be as brave as those seven men in Maccabees and those young boys in that Jewish high school. You've been listening to Fidem Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazzaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so that you can be made aware when future episodes drop.